Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. So today we're starting off our new series called The Corona Classroom. So today we are starting a brand new series, even though we've already done two episodes before, but we thought (laughs) since it's application season, we will be starting a series all around applications and it is called The Corona Classroom. So I'll let Olivia tell you more. We are so excited to introduce this. Um, We, quite a lot of planning went into this. I can't remember when we first reached out to these guys, maybe like two three weeks oh, ago we yeah. them. Uh, it was a, a while ago so this has been in the works for a while we've been really excited about it we've been working a lot behind the scenes to get in touch with them make questions make time because we some had our <laughs> part and I have my American test so we yeah there was definitely moments where I was like we are these episodes are not going to work out but <laughs> they have and I think we're really 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 happy with them um definitely a big thank you to both of our guests uh, this week's episode um the first episode of Corona Classroom is with Journey to Med. We're really excited to have them on. They explain a bit more about what they do at the start of the clip that you're about to hear. They were really, really nice and a big, okay. big thank you to them. With that being said, enjoy the episode, guys. And today we're going to do all things medicine with some special guests, Journey to Med. So I'll let them introduce themselves. Hi guys, we're Journey to Med. My name is Hazal. And my name is Lydine. And we're two medical students studying at Bartsford of London, which is the medical school of Queen Mary University of London. We're currently going into our second year and um, we have a YouTube channel where we make useful videos for aspiring medics and current medical students. And we also touch on videos related to lifestyle and we do some vlogging as well all right so they've kindly agreed to be our interviewees for today so we're just gonna go ahead and like ask them some questions some things that you guys asked all about medicine and like living in London so my first question to you guys is what do you think of Northern Ireland and did you ever think of applying to Queens um what Queens as in Queen Mary's or is that in Queens University Belfast probably not even heard of it honestly I've genuinely never heard of it before <laughs> and like with all due respect with in terms of Northern Ireland I don't know I just feel like it's really low-key you don't really hear much about it just if that makes sense I feel like there aren't really a lot of you know for example with Harvard or Oxford you have those YouTubers that kind of film how life is there they're pretty big you watch it you get a bit of an idea of how it is to live there but I feel like Northern Ireland maybe I haven't heard of them but I haven't really seen any big YouTubers showing you how it is living there so honestly I'm so uncultured about it. <laughs> I do get that like yeah. really there isn't much coming out of here to be honest. Yeah I think just because Queens is here we know so much about it and we just expect yeah. it True. and then literally nobody knows it exists outside of here. <laughs> uh, I don't know much about uh, like Northern Ireland in general but I've heard of Queens because it sounds like Queen Mary it's like I think I've seen it somewhere and I'm like oh just like mental note but yeah I'm uh, likely I'm not very cultured I think I visited once when I was like three <laughs> but yeah I mean yeah like being from here it's really interesting to see what other people living outside would like view Northern Ireland as because it's not really like spoken about so oh, I love your accent I know, I really like your accents, but yeah, really? how how is it living in North in Northern Ireland and just being like a young 
adult slash teenager in Northern Ireland. I mean, um, I like can't really compare it to anything else because it's like all we've known, but it's mm. pretty like it's I just feel like it's a normal life. Like there's not much you could say, just like in terms of like opportunities and that kind of thing. I feel like you have more of that in England than we do here. Oh, definitely. Because yeah. it's like less discussed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when you see other cities, you realize just how bad Belfast is. Like Belfast wouldn't be considered a city anywhere else. It would be like a town. Honestly, it's it's tiny. <laughs> There's like nothing to do in it compared yeah. to literally everywhere else. Even Dublin has a lot more to do, and like Trinity and stuff. I feel like quite a few students come down to or come to England for um, university because I think in one of my friends, I think she's from Ireland, Northern Ireland. I think. But yeah, I think she yeah she came down to Queen Mary to do medicine. I guess is that like a common thing within like your friends yeah. and stuff? Yeah, definitely. And Queens isn't that big either, and most people from here do apply there. So even a lot of people that apply to Queens end up having to go away because there just aren't enough spaces. Because almost everyone from here applies to Queens as one of their choices. So uh, yeah, a lot of people do end up leaving. Mostly to Scotland though, I would say. Yeah, that's day. true. Actually. People are like a lot more interested in Scottish universities, say over England from here. But yeah, I think we just see yeah. Scotland as like more similar to us for some yeah. reason. Yeah. We just see them as more like similar and like more like home, I think. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, definitely. Or not. Like, whereas London I'm... is a bit daunting for us. <laughs> a bit daunting, it's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. I, mean, I can definitely see why, why it would be terrifying as well. I think it depends in what you're into as well for uni. Like, if you want a more quiet life, then you'll tend to go to the outskirts a bit more. And if you're looking for that big city, busy life, then I guess that's why a lot of people might come to London for university as well. London, I think we hear a lot about from here. Like, if a teacher's giving a talk on university, they'll be like, avoid London, don't go to London. And we're like, okay. Yeah, they yeah we're like, what's going on? No. Why? Why? They're like, it's so expensive and you'll be so lonely and you'll hate it. And we're all like, oh. Okay, and there's yeah. that it's very hard to get into as well. That's what yeah. I've heard from you. Mm-hmm. London's like all I've known, so I don't understand why people talk so badly about London. <laughs> I think obviously it's expensive, mm. obviously, but I think aside from that, I don't think it's like I think it's a great student city if it wasn't expensive, like in terms of places to go, people to see. There's like like six, seven, eight universities in London, so. There's so many students. So if you feel like you're going to find people you get along with, maybe not at your university, but somewhere else, like at another university in London. I don't know. That's I really interesting. Because it's like eight universities in London itself, whereas in Northern Ireland, there's two. And like only one big university, like the entirety of Northern Ireland. <laughs> so interesting. I get such a bad rap over here, London. <laughs> Teachers are just like, don't go to London. It is London isn't bad. London. They're probably couldn't get a job in London and have <laughs> literally exactly. <laughs> like the Queens for some reason, even though nobody else has heard of Queens but people here. But what are there? I if anytime I watch a video of people living in London for university, they always like go into stereotypes of all the different universities. Would you say there are any like stereotypes of like students from like say LSE or like SOAS and stuff or like they all pretty similar? Personally, I don't really know about other universities to that extent. I guess the main stereotypes are kind of like students from Midlands are quite more rowdy and have a better nightlife and just do the most. And then, for example, from places like Imperial that are quite sciencey, 
you mm-hmm. kind of get those those stereotypes that students they are really competitive have zero life and are just obsessed with academics that that's just the most you hear from it um with places like queen mary's where we attend there's of course a stereotype that it's predominantly I want to say it's a stereotype. You can visually see it as well, but it's predominantly um, the um, the people that attend there tend to be of um, an Asian background. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's like the most I know. Other universities, I don't know so much. King's is rated quite a bit. Um, it's respected quite a bit as well. And of course, we know about Cambridge. You know, the that everyone thinks is just the rich preppy kids that go there which most of the time it is because we see private schools kind of get an unfair advantage of that with certain courses but yeah that's about it what about you Hazel what do you know about I think like each university does have like a stereotype but I wouldn't say all students fit that stereotype because it's like no no university is going to have one stereotype that all students fit Mm. like UCL for example I feel like if you think UCL, you think international students because it's like predominantly internationals. And then like Kings is, again, internationals, but then Kings is also quite competitive as well. So it's likely to say it's a a more respected uni in um, London. And then the one about Imperial, I think, I think, yeah, I think people stay away from Imperial because they think um, uh, like it's not good for students. Like it's got a low student satisfaction. Mm. And um, there was this one state. Um, there was this one kid in my sixth form who would just always go around saying, "Did you know Imperial has the greatest percentage of dropouts in first year? Did you know?" <laughs> Did you know? Clearly, he didn't like Imperial, but I feel like Imperial just got like a negative, um, uh, like stereotype, so people just try and avoid it, which probably isn't fair on the university. But I mean. I'm not there, so I can't really give enough information about that. I don't know what it is about London. I think because there are so many universities, people like mm. to just stereotype them so they can be like, this university is this. It makes it more simple to like, yeah. Fine. But um, yeah, I suppose you guys are a couple of years out from A levels now, but thinking back to A levels, how did you handle like work and still having a life outside of A levels and like keeping on personal statements and stuff, I guess, when it comes the application process? insane yeah um I think I actually didn't have much of a life back in A-levels because especially at 13 because there's A-levels and then there's the medical application process and me and Lily would always say the medical application process is basically like an AS level um qualification because there's so much to do like we saw it as a whole nother subject to like help ourselves understand how much work there is to do but I think um especially from like end of year 12 all the way to like end of year 13 it's all about um just like staying on top of it and scheduling in your work and timetabling and being very self-disciplined yeah obviously from end of year 12 there's the personal statement BMAT um UCAS application and then it goes into interviews and then it goes into your A-levels so it's like a cycle that you have to just keep up with because if you like if you don't keep up it's going to like take over and you're gonna struggle so much more so I think my best tip, tip, um, type of advice would just be to keep going because there's multiple times where you're going to want to stop and just think it's hard. So just keep going and like stay on top of it, basically. Like for me, I'm not going to lie, in year 12, I think I balanced everything pretty well. Like I was working a job, I was doing some volunteering, I was 
doing all right in my A-levels. <laughs> now, I'm not going to lie, beginning of year 12 was difficult. I was getting, the grades I was getting were despicable. But at the end of it, I did get all A's, A-stars, so it did work out. But I think it's easier to balance things in year 12 because of the workload. And I do think year 12 is the year to um, gain, get the best of it, essentially, to secure that voluntary work secure that work experience summer school autumn summer school um for medicine if you want I just think it's the best period of time to stack up on experiences because it is the year that you're going to write your personal statement anyways um so yeah I think it was I, I handled it quite well but obviously you have to prioritize your time according to the season you're in so when it got closer to exam season you have to mature up and understand that, okay, I'm not going to be able to balance everything because work needs to take a high priority. So I did pause my voluntary work and I did pause my job to focus on work close to exam season, which I think is the best thing to do. Um, if you're not able to balance everything every month of the year, it doesn't mean you can't balance things. It just means there's a time and a place for everything. So beginning of the year is the best time to really work on that time management skill that you'll talk about in your personal statement and of course later on in the year when exams appear you need to know when to say no and when to put your focus in one place um year 13 I worked in year 13 as well um you know I, I like to pride myself my time management skills of course they could be better but I have come far with it and I stopped working in February because during that period of time I decided I need to put my all in education but it's definitely not by force to balance things in A-levels if you feel like you can't then don't go get five jobs and do A-levels on the side like it's up to you and your capacity um that doesn't mean that you should cancel a work-life balance. I think it's important to maintain at least one hobby or one thing you like to do on the side of your studies. So even when I quit my job in February, me and my friends would always find time to go get um, some small food to eat or something to celebrate a milestone or to celebrate the end of an exam of a mock exam. So I do think it's important to maintain a work-life balance, no matter how small it will be. Um, but let's be realistic, at the end of year 13, it doesn't exist. Like a work-life balance doesn't exist and it's all work 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 which is definitely understandable because you want to give it that last push so that you can really secure those grades um but yeah I think your question was how to handle it so get a planner jot down all your commitments schoolwork everything in one place so that you have a visual representation of what's coming up rather than keeping everything in your mind because you're just going to give yourself a headache don't prioritize your um studies of your mental health i used to go to the library and just not eat for the whole day because i was studying um it should definitely not get that deep because if you're not eating you're going to get dizzy and then who's going to sit your exam for you it just doesn't make sense have a work-life balance um there's a time and a place for everything during the year um, reach out for help if need be. If you're struggling, talk to someone. If you need extra support with school, get help from a teacher. And also check out the video we made on Journey to Med called <laughs> Advice for Year 12s and Advice for Year 13s. Just a little cheeky plug there. <laughs> like, that was like such good um, advice and definitely try use that this year. Uh, in terms of like actually applying, when did you sort of start things like I know obviously UCAT comes early on, but after that, when did you start your personal statement? When did you beam out? When did you like start for interviews? When, like what sort of order did that come in? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the order does depend a bit um, based on if you want to take your UCAT first or your BMAT first. But I think 
especially because if you're doing medicine, you need to think about work experience because you need to talk about work experience in your personal statement. So from like yet throughout year 12, I tried to get as many work experience opportunities as I could. For example, I volunteered at a care home. I joined St. John's Ambulance and got some first aid work experience through that. And then um, I also did some clinical work experience at a um, hospital as well. So I think year 12 is the year where you try and get all your experiences as much as you can because you kind of have time and then you write your personal statement. So I started my personal statement and my UCAP prep as soon as my year 12 mocks were over. So I think most schools have year 12 mocks. And after that is when I decided, all right, mocks out of the way. I can kind of forget that for now and then focus on my application. So I started my UCAP preparation and my personal statement drafting as well. And then sat my UCAT at the end of August. And see, I made the silly decision to sit the beam out with very little prep. So I wouldn't say follow my advice, but I gave myself two weeks to prepare for the BMAT, which isn't enough time to prepare for any university admissions test. But um, anyway, that was me being silly. But if you want to, I would say, if you want to sit a, sit a university admissions test, give yourself like six weeks to prepare. So I gave myself six weeks for the UCAT and I was really happy with my score. And I gave myself two weeks to prepare for the BMAT. And I was not happy with my score. So you can see correlations. But guys, please give yourself enough time. Um, but yeah, I sat, I did my um, personal statement just throughout summer. I had like 20 drafts and I thought I was done. And I had to like basically redo it over again. So personal statement takes like three months to write. But um, that's how long it takes to perfect it. So just pre- be prepared for that to take a very long time. Don't try and rush it in like three weeks and then think you're done, and then show someone, and then they tear it apart, and you get really upset, (laughs) and you have to rewrite the whole thing. Um, But yeah, and then what else is there? Obviously, um, UCAS deadline is October 15th, so once that's done, I did my BMA, and then I did my interview prep. So I think that kind of gives a timeline, but it does depend on when you want to sit your BMA, because there's an early sitting and a later sitting, so... One resource that I would definitely recommend, there's a new resource website that came out called Med Mentor, I believe. And literally they tell you the timelines of everything coming up as an aspiring medic. So I strongly, strongly suggest that aspiring medics go look at that for updates, to jot down important dates as well. And when you get those dates, work backwards. So I knew that it would take me years to do my personal statement. So I started in summer because I knew the deadline was in October. However, our school made us um, sending up, send in our personal statement at the beginning of October. So that was like my mental deadline. And you just have to work towards it. It doesn't have to be intense, maybe every weekend. And then the intensity increases as you get closer to the deadline. I did my UCAS, my UCAT in summer. I didn't do the BMAT interview prep. I started like mid-September because and it was not intense at all a few organizations in London would have events and I would go to like one or two so that I can get my mind prepared for the fact that okay I need to start intense interview prep once I once I send off my personal statement and one really good question we once got was what is the point of me starting interview prep if I haven't gotten my offer yet but really and truly you just have to have faith that you're going to get one and just be optimistic as much as possible so that you're not so that you, um, you have that head start if you do get your interviews at the end of the day. That sounds really good. It's so scary, like, being in it now and, like, hearing it after. So I've just done my UCAT. So I've got, like, that out of the way. I did that yesterday. Yeah. 
it was not bad not bad but like when I actually went into the thing I think the mm-hmm. verbal reasoning was harder in the actual test like compared to a metify I think yeah. the verbal reasoning was harder because the actual I hate verbal reasoning so much yeah no not my favorite section but then I found the math easier in the actual thing uh, so I'm just like at the stage where I'm like writing my personal statement trying to pick what schools I actually want to apply to trying to decide if I want to do the BMAT or not and then that's like where I'm at in this in the process or not yeah I can understand yeah um I guess what made you guys choose medicine because it is a big undertaking and like definitely a big commitment in life in general so what made you guys certain that that was for you well I personally love biology number one I love human biology and I wanted to learn more about it I know that you can do biology at uni and learn more about it but it was really I really wanted to know about the specifics you know that the heart the organs the muscles everything that comes with medicine essentially and I think that paired with the fact that I just love talking to people um even though sometimes I can be an introvert when I'm an extrovert I'm an extrovert and I just love talking to people hearing about the story getting to know about them and I feel like you can do that as a doctor as a doctor as well even in medical school um in addition to that with my work experience and the research I did the more I did it it just made me want to do medicine more like I could see myself in the position of the doctors I was shadowing and then I remember it was one event I went to the national medical conference and one of the doctors were talking about their profession and I literally just fell in love with um the whole idea of doing medicine as cliche as it might sound so it was from then on that I decided okay medicine is definitely from me it wasn't like a weird little oh since I was five years old because that's just not true um it was in year 12 that I wanted to do medicine so yeah for me um I always said I wanted to be always but like from like let's say like year nine onwards I said I wanted to be a doctor but when I realized I wanted to actually study medicine because I always say studying medicine is not the same as just being a doctor because it comes with a lot more work like you don't just become a doctor you need to study medicine and I think I realized that when um I was doing my work experience and just doing more research into the actual degree throughout year 12 that's when I like solidified because um I was just learning more about the profession more about what I will be learning throughout the degree and I was just like yeah I think this is something I want to do I always liked sciences but I could never see myself in a lab just like mixing chemicals that was never for me I've never been interested in research either so I was like okay let's see where let's see what medicine is saying and then I really also like just I like helping people which sounds so cliche but I like the um, idea of you know using my knowledge to aid someone and helping them be healthier and improve their health that's just basically what being a doctor is but that's just something that really appeals to me and that obviously I really like the sciences so then I just came together and medicine it was yeah it's really great to hear people that are like really passionate about their degree yeah. especially in something like medicine where like that's so important it is really nice to hear people genuinely like passionate about their degree I feel like the saddest thing is when you're doing a course you don't want to do I remember I had a few friends that just didn't know what course they wanted to do they wanted to do a bit of everything and it's a struggle when you're not passionate about a course as well because then you're kind of like oh my gosh should I be doing it is I know that picking a course is something that is just so stressful um especially for like young people and I you know there's obviously a debate should young people have that burden on them and stuff like that is definitely so stressful so I think it's lucky if you get a course and you're passionate with it as well that is not something that always necessarily comes together if that makes sense. what medical schools did you guys apply to other than Barnes um so I applied to I applied to Barnes obviously and I also applied to King's 
um, and I applied to Cambridge and I applied to Nottingham. Yeah. And then I got interview offers from all of them. And then I got offers from everywhere but Cambridge. And then I chose Bart's. I applied to Bart's, Kiel, Anglia Ruskin and Manchester. And I got offers and interviews from all four. But I picked Bart's because I wanted to stay in London. They're like really competitive universities. (laughs) (laughs) But it's nice to see people who have got out the other end of it. Because right now it feels like... It feels like it's a mile away. Like yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel that like extra stress, but like my yeah, mine is the same because I'm applying to Cambridge, but I'm not even. Some of us talking about that and stuff, and I was like, yeah, sounds great. Yeah, good. <laughs> Cambridge is Cambridge is just good luck. Right, it's doable. It happens. It's doable. It is doable. Yeah, and I, yeah, I don't like. I didn't get into Cambridge, but I don't regret applying because it's it taught me so much. Um, so I don't regret applying to it. So and if you really want to, like, just go for it because the worst that happens is you get rejected. Yeah, which is that bad. Yeah, you cry a bit, but you get over it. So it's fine. Yeah, but just like a few more, like less academic questions. Have you ever been like noticed in public because of your YouTube? Have you ever had like people come up to you once? um around uni someone's like oh my god your done is mad actually no not once twice. we were just like hi like we really didn't know what to do with ourselves so we just had general convo and then we went to a, an event at king's to volunteer as interviewers and then a few people there did recognize us and like come to ask us a few questions it was really yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and one time i was at university and I was by myself. So usually we like bounce off of each other when people approach us. I was by myself and someone approached me. I'm like, oh, you make YouTube videos. And I was like, yeah, like I'm, I get shy sometimes with like, especially with, like YouTube stuff because it's still like quite new. And I was like, yeah, da da da. But then over, like, overall, we had a nice conversation, but it's still weird to me. Like I remember at that interview event, someone was like, they want to approach us, but they're shy. And I was like, that doesn't even make sense to me. Like in my head, we're just, you know, and then, like, in our DMs, we get people that are like, I, I can't believe you responded. And it's like, what? I'm not from <laughs> Kardashian. <laughs> it's so, it's so Honestly. sweet. It's so yeah. sweet. We were so psyched when you replied. We were like, I, oh, I was like really? so excited. I was like, I've been watching this guy. He's, I can't wait to do an interview. Oh, you guys are so sweet. Thank you. Stop, you're making me bad. <laughs> 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 oh no honestly I'm so happy like getting to to you guys as well you guys are really sweet girls and honestly I hope your medical application process goes really well thank you <laughs> oh yeah one more question would you recommend applying to both like do you regret that decision or are you like happy with both I don't regret it like go to bed and cry but obviously you do have this moment where it's like hmm what would have happened if I went to this university I think it depends what you prioritize right if you prioritize the course I would 100% recommend BARTS because the patient contact is really good when we're not in a, in a global pandemic and you get a bit of everything if you're going there for the social life don't do it <laughs> because um generally the social life is a bit dead it's not just my cohort but you do get that vibe from the uni as a whole and um yeah so it just it depends what you prioritize social life I wouldn't recommend it the course is however amazing so medicine is medicine wherever mm. you go so it just depends what you prioritize on the side of that in my opinion as I will buy you yeah I would agree with what Liddy said but just to add on to that and also like it is in London so if you're looking for you know 
a city life with, you know, hundreds of things to do and hundreds of places to go, I would recommend London, obviously. Um, but yeah, I think Bart's has like the very good and the very bad. Like the very good is like, of course, of course. But yeah. then um, the social life isn't the best. But then like, it might be your cup of tea, but it's just not my cup of tea. Okay. But thank you so much for coming on and do this interview with us. We really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you very much as well. Okay, guys, thank you for listening to the episode. That's all we have for you this week. Make sure to check us out on Crosswire Pod on absolutely everything. Make sure to also check out Journey to Med on YouTube and Instagram. And yeah, we'll see you next week. Big thank you to Journey to Med for coming on the podcast. We're yes, yes. a tiny little podcast and they're a really great growing <laughs> channel. Thank you to the girls for coming on. They were amazing guests. And we hope you've got a lot out of this episode. Bye. Bye.